Welcome to the Online Business Besties Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping you build a successful online business that enables complete lifestyle, location, and financial freedom. If you're a go-getter who's dreaming of building an online business and living your best life, then you, girl, are in the right place. Each week, we'll bring you tested strategies along with stories from our guest expert besties to show you just how possible this life is and exactly how it's done. And now here's your host, online business educator, Paige Brunton. Hey, ladies, and welcome to episode number 26. So today's episode is being created for a very specific reason. I was chatting with a new friend, and he was mentioning that his mom was looking to start something online. Um, We were talking about the best way to do that. And of course, one of the best ways to get started with anything, any business, is to start creating content around it. So this can be blogging, podcasting, YouTubing, whatever you want. The format doesn't matter so much. So what we're going to be talking about today is strategically blogging for your business, sort of like a beginner's guide to getting into it. Now, This will totally work if you're like, I already have a specific business idea and I just need to start, you know, creating content around that topic, which, by the way, is like the best marketing you could ever ask for. So if you already have a business idea and you're creating content for that business already, or maybe you don't have the business idea like 100% figured out yet, but you are passionate about a certain topic, then again, blogging or creating content is truly, I think, the best way that you can get started. And then your business idea, you can figure that whole bit out later. (laughs) So in today's episode, we're talking about beginner's guide to strategically blogging for your business. So before we get into the episode, there is something I want you to hear first. So you know you want to run an online business, which allows you a lifestyle of complete freedom, but you're stuck figuring out which online business idea would actually work for you. Not to worry, my online business matchmaker training is just for you. Think of the training like a cocktail. We're going to mix together the passions and talents that you already have, your dreamy ideal customer, and successfully proven online business revenue models. Get immediate access to the totally free 30-minute video training and accompanying workbook at pagebrenton.com forward slash matchmaker. Again, that's pagebrenton.com forward slash M-A-T-C-H-M-A-K-E-R. All right, so let's start off by talking about why content is so, so, so important. So content marketing, that is the process of creating content online. So again, blogging, podcasting, live videos, webinars, YouTube videos, whatever. Any of those classify as a type of content. So content marketing is truly one of the best ways to market your business. I believe this absolutely to the core of my being. And the reason why, uh, there's actually quite a few reasons. So I'm going to start going through them with you. The first thing is that content marketing will drive organic traffic to your website. So once you start creating content on a certain topic, that's when you're going to start noticing. When I started blogging, for example, in my business, I actually ran my web design business for a while and didn't create any content on the website just because I didn't have time because I was like doing a master's degree at the time. And my website got almost no traffic. (laughs) Rightfully so, because how the heck would anyone find me? Once I started blogging, that's when the traffic started picking up. And I could absolutely see a correlation between how much blog content I was producing and how much traffic my website was getting. So if you want traffic, creating content is by far the best way to do it. I mean, You could pay for ads, but I'm assuming you're starting this business not with like a million dollar budget. So we'll go for if you have a low or no budget, then hey, content marketing is your best way to get traffic to your website. Now, the other fabulous thing about content marketing is that you get really like niche visitors to your website. So say you're doing something like you want to help people with disabilities travel to Europe. When you create content about 
what's the most accessible places or, I don't know, churches and cathedrals you can go to in Rome, that's pretty much only going to attract people who are interested in that topic. If I was just like a traveler going to Rome and I wasn't worried so much about accessibility, I probably wouldn't click on that post. But every single person who is interested in that topic, they're going to be the ones clicking on that post. So you are going to attract the exact, exact people who are right for whatever your future business is or current business is when you create that really niche-specific content. So again, when you're creating content just for your ideal clients in mind, that means that you're going to attract those niche-specific people to your website, which is awesome. I mean, we don't need anyone on our website. We need the people on our website who we can genuinely help and serve the best. The other thing which creating content will do is that it's going to make you an authority and an expert on your topic. When... I started writing content about Squarespace website design. I was not an expert or an authority on the topic. I was just a girl who knew how to build websites um, on Squarespace. (laughs) The way that I became known as the go-to Squarespace girl and the Squarespace expert was because I just produced more content on the topic than anyone else. That is straight up how I did it. So when you create content, people are going to realize like, oh, whenever I have a question about Squarespace, somehow this girl Paige Brunton keeps popping up on Google and I keep going to all her blog posts. So obviously she knows what she's talking about if I keep ending up on her website. So again, when you are sharing everything that you know on the internet, you become seen as an authority and an expert. You also build the know, like, and trust factor when you create content online. So there's so many businesses in the world that we can choose from to work with, but we tend to like to work with people that we know, like, and trust. And so if you're consistently showing up with content, you're maybe showing your personality in your content. You're going to build that no like, trust factor way better than someone who just, like, pops up with an ad on your newsfeed and then is gone the next day and then you never hear from them again. People genuinely know me. They know about my life. I share little bits here and there about, I don't know, personal things. And so they know really who I am and sort of my personality and my lame jokes. And so, again, creating consistent content builds the no like, trust factor, which is very important to getting people to want to work with you in the future. The other thing you do when you create content is you build a following or you build email subscribers or an email subscriber list. Now, having a following or an email list is so exceptionally vital to a successful business. Again, you could go the route of like you just have $100,000 sitting in the bank and you just pay for a bunch of ads to sell your thing. But I'm assuming most of us aren't in that situation. And so when we want to also, by the way, just launching things to cold traffic as in like ads doesn't convert as well as people who know you. (laughs) So if you build a following, you build people who, okay, I know that let's say this, I don't know. Josie is the person who is blogging on accessible travel in Europe. Josie becomes known as the expert. If I'm really interested in that topic, I'm going to follow her or subscribe to her email list so I can find out like, oh, okay, sweet. Well, after Rome, what's like the next best city? What are like the top five most accessible cities in Europe that I can go to? So I follow along because I'm genuinely interested in their content. Either follow them on social media or I subscribe to their email list. And therefore, when Josie as the business owner finally goes to like launch something, either a product or a service or just, I don't know, anything. Josie has people that she's actually launching it to. I think of this as like launching to an empty room versus launching to a room packed full of people who are 100% interested in your exact topic. And there's obviously a huge difference in the success that your business is going to have if you are launching to an empty room or a room full of people who don't really know you. And again, you just appear for 0.3 seconds on their newsfeed as opposed to launching something to a room of people who know, like, trust you and are following you. So if you don't have a business idea yet, 
often the question I get is, should I already be starting to create content? And my answer is 105% yes. If you tuned into episode number 12, I had a conversation with my past assistant. She worked with me for a year, and then she created a business which offers Squarespace templates to wellness entrepreneurs. Now, we were talking about her building her business while she was still working for me quite a bit. And so the biggest piece of advice or the thing which I said, like, Mary, you really need to start this now is like, Mary, you really need to start a blog or creating content now. And she pushed back so hard and she had absolutely no desire to do it. In the podcast episode, number 12, if you do want to go back and listen to it, it is a really good one. She was mentioning, like, the one thing that I wish I really listened to is I wish I had started creating content before I launched the site. And the reason being, she's like, I had a good launch, but it could have been 10 times better if I had already been creating content and had been known by people and was doing better in Google rankings and everything. Oh, that's actually something which I didn't mention before. Obviously, building content significantly helps you with SEO (laughs) and therefore appearing in Google search results. But anyway, so back to Mary. Mary's biggest regret was that she hadn't started creating content earlier. Her thought process was, okay, well, I don't want to start like creating content until I even have something to sell. But then when she went to have something to sell, she didn't really have people to sell it to because she hadn't built a following already. So if you don't have a business idea yet, or you're not 100% sure of what exactly your business is going to look like in the future, that doesn't matter. And it's totally fine. And yes, now is absolutely the right time to start creating content so that you can start building that following and that audience before you ever launch. So this is one of the biggest mistakes, which I often see, is people sort of holding off until they have everything 100% perfect and their idea 100% mapped out for the business before they start like making progress. If you know, again, we'll go back to my weird example of accessible travel in Europe. If you know that you're super passionate about that topic and that's you're going to do something in the realm of that topic, awesome. That's great. Then you can start creating content about that already. If you don't have the exact thing that you're going to, you know, drive people to yet, no problem. You can figure out like where where is this traffic going to go later on once you say have a product or service that you can offer to people. You just go back to those blog posts and then make a call to action in the blog post going over to your product or service. So you'll just do a small tweak to the end of the blog post basically once you do finally have your sort of like revenue making situation figured out in your business. Another really good example of this is actually Nathan Barry from ConvertKit. So ConvertKit is the email marketing software which I use. And Nathan Barry is the founder of it. (laughs) But before Nathan ever created, I don't know, got into developing email marketing software, he was just a guy on the internet learning CSS. He just wanted to learn how to build websites and do CSS, which, by the way, is a type of coding if you're unfamiliar. So someone named Chris was doing the same thing at the same time as him. Chris was also learning how to be a website designer, design websites, and do CSS. And what Chris did, a little bit different than Nathan, was Chris would post every time he learned how to do something – he would post on his blog about it. He would post online about it. And then Nathan would go be like, oh, Chris just learned how to do this CSS thing or whatever. And so Nathan said, like, Chris wasn't really that far ahead of me. We're kind of like at the same like pace or whatever. And Chris wasn't any more skilled at CSS than Nathan was. But regardless, Chris became known as an expert in CSS and Nathan didn't. So Chris then launched a Kickstarter campaign with the aim of earning $3,500. He shared the campaign with his audience that he had built up um, by sharing his knowledge online. And he ended up making $87,000 in his Kickstarter campaign. Nathan didn't have really anything going on at that point. Now, don't feel too bad for Nathan. He's learned and he's done pretty well for himself by this point. The moral of this story, I guess you would say, is start creating content now. 
I did a really similar thing with Squarespace website design. So I decided that Squarespace website design was going to be my thing, and I published more posts on Squarespace website design than any other web designer out there. And as you can imagine, I spent a whole lot of really non-glamorous evenings sitting behind my laptop typing away for hours at a time. A lot of web designers would have considered that to be a lot of additional unnecessary work and not worth their time to write about what they had learned on a new project. But I can promise you, providing real valuable information to the world is going to pay off. It'll pay off by truly genuinely helping hundreds of thousands of people who find your content online and need help with whatever you're posting about. So, you know, you can feel good about being a really good person and lending a helping hand to other people who are struggling. But in all honesty, it'll pay you back in way more ways than just that. It'll pay you back financially. It'll pay you back in influence. It'll pay you back in SEO ranking, which will then pay you back financially and in influence again. Let's now talk about best practices for content creation or blogging. So first, I'm going to go through just some like basic questions with you that I tend to get, and I'm going to go through with my best answers for all of them. So in terms of best practices for blogging, first question I always get is like, okay, how often do I need to be posting? (laughs) I would say... First off, set yourself a goal that's realistic. If you decide that you're going to blog five days a week, I can almost guarantee that you're probably not going to be able to follow through on that like right from the get-go. So I would pick something where you're like, start small. And if you're able to manage that, increase it in the future. So maybe your goal is one blog post a week. I think that's a really good place to start. One blog post a week is pretty reasonable. Start with that. And if you find like, okay, I think I could manage two, sweet, go to two. But yeah, a blog post a week is good. A blog post every other week is like, okay, if your life is like crazy busy, but I probably wouldn't do less than that. So at minimum, a blog post every two weeks, my goal would probably be if I was getting started again, like one post a week. Now let's talk about consistency. So you might have heard before, and it is true, that consistency is key to content creation. In terms of building, again, that like no like and trust factor, consistently showing up and being a valuable resource in people's lives, as you can probably realize from this podcast, tends to be very helpful for you. And you remember like, oh, sweet, Paige posts a new podcast episode every single Wednesday. It's Wednesday morning. I'm going to go listen to her podcast episode. I had a girl send me an email once and she said, I think she was in San Francisco and she would like take the streetcar to work and she knew this was back before I had a podcast and she knew that I posted my blog posts every Tuesday and Thursday and she said I get so excited every Tuesday and Thursday on my way to work I like open up your website and I know for sure that there's always going to be a new post there and so she knew my schedule she knew my posting schedule and she was looking forward to that content so if you start building a following and they're looking forward to that content they're going to be a little disappointed if it's not there so posting consistently is very beneficial in that aspect. Next question I get is, how long should your content be? Google prefers, and Google is the god of the internet, as we know, they've done research on like what blog posts or pieces of content tend to crack the first page of Google or like the first spot in Google. And pretty consistently, it's always posts over 2,000 words. So when it comes to how long should your content be, if you want this content to be ranking in Google, which you do probably want your content ranking in Google, then I would suggest aiming to write like lengthier blog posts, not just for the fact that like Google likes over 2000 words, but also because content of like three paragraphs is not very useful to people. And so they're not going to be like uber impressed by your content or really want to come back. So I have some blog posts that are like six or 7000 word monster posts. 
And people read that and they go, oh, my God, like so helpful. There's just so much everything, every single thing that I had a question to related to this topic is answered for me. And I have like step by step guide on what to do. Um, So people are just genuinely more impressed by and more helped by longer content. And so I think that's also one of the reasons why those longer posts tend to be the ones showing up first page of Google is specifically for that reason. Google's goal basically is to match a searcher with the best content that's going to solve their problem. And Google has just found that like three paragraph blog posts don't really cut it. And people are still sort of looking for more information than that. So they click back to the Google search results again. And then they click on another post because they haven't really found all the information that they need. So length is strength. And if you can go for 2000 words or more, that's a really good place to be. Another question which I often get about blogging is how much SEO research do I really need to be doing? (laughs) How complicated is SEO research? And do I need one of those really expensive SEO research tools? If you want to be uber professional, there's SEO research tools out there and they're very valuable. They can also be very expensive. I would say that when you're just getting started out, that would be something which I feel like is like maybe a bit of overkill. Like it's just a little bit too much and complicated for people getting started and could be maybe more discouraging than it's worth. So what I would say is when you think of your topic, again, we're going to use my weird accessible travel in Europe example. You could do a little bit of research on like if I search accessible travel Rome, then you can look at the search results that are already populating there. You can also look at at the bottom of a search result when you scroll to the bottom of that first page in Google. It shows you like related terms. So or like similar things that people have searched. Um, Sometimes it also just auto populates like as you're typing, it'll start like bringing up suggestions, which often has very funny things in it. But anyways, so look through those like suggested things, the related searches, um, and that will give you an idea of what people are searching for. I also find Pinterest is very useful for this. So if you put in your keywords into Pinterest, then it starts popping up just below the search bar. It'll have this sort of like long bar with a bunch of other like related terms that people tend to search. So that could give you an idea of what your keywords and your title um, should be. You could get more intense with this. But I would say, like, maybe just getting into the habit of creating content now is a really good thing. And then down the line, if you can really, like, perfect your stuff SEO-wise, that is a very good thing. But maybe at the beginning, I find it if I instructed people to, like, go do hardcore SEO research with a very expensive tool, they might just be, like, throwing the towel (laughs) before they get started. Okay, next, let's talk about what the heck do I write on my blog? (laughs) So some content works across, like, all industries and works really well basically regardless of what your topic is. Other things are very topic specific. So for example, let's say a thing that would work well across many industries is like, what tools or resources do I need to do this like thing which I want to do? So let's say you're, I don't know, blogging about like tiny houses or something. What tools or what are the yeah, what are the best tools? Where are the places that I would buy the things? What is the best information online, like resources? Is there like, I don't know, an ebook or something that I can buy to help me build my tiny house or like live van life or whatever? So what are the tools and resources related to that topic? Another thing to think about is like, what are some really common questions which people are going to be having in that industry? So say, for example, when um, I was doing custom Squarespace website designs for people, a question which clients would often have is like, okay, I don't know, what's like normal pricing on this? Like, what should I expect to be paying? And so if you can think about, like, what are the common questions which my, like, ideal clients would be having, then that would be a perfect thing to write some content about. You could also do a review post. So a review post is, say, for example, you've gone on a tour in Europe with this, like, accessible travel company. What was your experience like? Do a review on that thing. I've done reviews on, like, Squarespace and Squarespace website 
the website building platform. Um, I've also done it on other tools and resources that I use, such as like ConvertKit or whatever. So a review of something related, say again, maybe let's use our tiny house example. Maybe you are doing a review on, I don't know, just like the the, maybe you bought your tiny house from, I don't know, some company or whatever, um, do a review on exactly like how good was that thing that you bought from that company. You could also create like the complete step-by-step guide to whatever it is your topic is. So say on my blog right now, I have started an online business, complete step-by-step guide. So whatever your topic is, traveling Europe when you're in a wheelchair, complete step-by-step guide. <laughs> so having like a really thorough post, step-by-step guide is very, very useful. And again, you can do that in any industry. Now, other content that you create will be like niche specific. So I find probably the best way to explain this to you is to like give you different examples of companies that are doing content marketing extremely well for their business. So I have three examples for you. I will also link to these in the show notes so that you can go actually peruse the websites yourself to sort of see these things in action and what content they're creating. So this is episode number 26. So if you do head to pagebrenton.com forward slash 26, I'm going to have the links to these things, which I'm about to mention in the show notes there. So the first company, which does extremely well at content marketing, is founded by Graham Cochran. He was in podcast episode number seven. So he has a business called The Recording Revolution. It basically helps people to create like artists um, or bands create professional sounding recordings in their home studio or, I don't know, bedroom. That's what he does. That's like what his business does. And then here are some pieces of content which he has created. He does a YouTube video or YouTube actually instead of like blog, but regardless, doesn't really matter. It's all content. These are some examples of posts that he's done. So he's written posts on like, or sorry, recorded videos on how to build a home studio for under $350. He also has a post on how to record a song from scratch, how to mix a song from scratch, and the top five mixing mistakes in the home studio. So Those are all, again, super related to his topic. Those are things which maybe you can tweak those ideas to fit like your type of business, like the mistakes or like how to do this from scratch or whatever, how to do this for under this amount of money. Um, Those are all really good content ideas. Now, another company which is doing this really well is something called Primally Pure. So Primally Pure offers like organic um, beauty supplies, I guess you would say. And so here are some content, pieces of content they have that they have on their website, which is doing really well for them. So they have their five favorite facial tools. Um, is DEET dangerous? The best way to keep bugs away naturally. A video tutorial on dry brushing 101. Four chemicals to look out for on your skincare labels. And five natural remedies for dry skin relief. So again, very specific to their niche and their topic. And then there is the business accountantonline.ie. This is a business which helps you form a corporation in Ireland. So here are some of the content topics which they have. They have four things you need to know before starting a business in Ireland. Setting up a limited company in Ireland, an essential checklist. Will I pay less tax if I'm a limited company in Ireland? Ten things to check before financial year end. So those are some examples from other companies who have done this extremely well. Again, I would encourage you to check out their websites to see more of the type of content that they've produced and then think about like, okay, how can I take that topic idea and then apply that to sort of like my topic in my business or future business. So if you are wondering, the last question which I often get about creating content is what the heck platform should I use for my website? 
where do I host all of this content? Um, either you can do it on something like YouTube if you choose to, I don't know, YouTube for your form of content. But we are talking about blogging specifically in this episode. And so the thing which I use for my website and I highly, highly suggest other people to use for their website is something called Squarespace. Um, it is what I started my travel blog on back in the day and still use for all of my website needs now. So in episode number 14, I talk myself and my biz bestie, Charlotte, chat about why we chose Squarespace. So if you're sort of like undecided on a website platform at the moment or a blog platform, then I definitely recommend checking out episode number 14 for that. That is everything I have for you today. I hope this was extremely helpful for you. I wish you all of the luck with creating your fabulous blog content. And I do actually have a quick favor to ask of you while you're here. Reviews make a huge difference to this podcast being seen by more girls just like you who are also looking to start an online business. So if you can take just a moment or two to head on over to whatever podcast player you're listening to this on right now or iTunes if you're listening to it on my website (laughs) and leave a review of the show, I personally super appreciate it. And it will also help me get this podcast out to more girls who need it. So thank you. Thank you so much in advance. Thanks so much for hanging out with us for this episode of the Online Business Besties podcast. If you love the show, be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at pagebrunton.com. 